Good morning, everybody. It's so great to see every one of you out here today. I hope that you're doing well, and I hope that you've had a great weekend. Um, if it wasn't a great weekend, I'm glad you came, despite the weekend. Um, what a great time to spend together in worship, and if you were in Sunday school, that's great. If you're sitting out here and you don't have a Sunday school and you come every Sunday, um, we really encourage you to find a place. That is like the just such a center for us to find like a, a group where you can have people to pray for you and have fun before church and have events after. And so I really encourage you, if you don't have a place, come to me or Russ or someone else and ask where you could go because I, that is a, I think it's life-changing to be a part of a Sunday school class and to have that intimate group to meet with. Well, if you see the decorations, they are my attempt of decorating. So <laughs> wonderful Sherry. Her beautiful creations are not up this morning, but this is to remind me to tell y'all that we had a great weekend this weekend. All of these kids, we had um, 16, well 15, one was sick, came out and spent the weekend at New Hope Baptist in worship, in Bible studies, in games, and food, and um, hide-and-seek in here, and all kind of fun things, but they, it was wonderful, and so from first grade through fifth grade, we spent hours in the Word of God and in devotion with each other discussing hardships and obstacles and adventures of life, but what that looks like with God. And, you know, kids are amazing, and they have a lot of insight and a lot of awesome questions. And we really focused on questions and how we should be asking questions all the time. We talked about how many questions are in the Bible and how, how that is important in our walk, to ask, ask God, ask people. Um, so I think what a blessing it is to have so many kids at our church that have questions about God and that want to discuss life with God and what that looks like. So um, that's encouraging to me, and I hope to y'all to, to be like the kids, like the childlike faith. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. There, before we pray, I do that every time, I think. There is so much going on in the bulletin, so please take time to read through and see what all we have going on every week and coming up for events. And youth parents, please sign up your kids for Winter Jam this week so they have a spot on the bus. Okay, let's pray. God, we love you with all our hearts, and we are so thankful to be in your house of worship with other believers and, and Lord, maybe unbelievers. Lord, I don't know who's sitting in here, but you do. I don't know what is going on in their lives. I don't know what they're struggling with, but you know all of it. And you are with them always. And some just need a really, um, a big pouring out of the Spirit today, Lord. Some of us need encouragement. Some of us need reminders. Some of us need to be taught something. And, and some of us need to come up on our knees and come before you, Lord, and in prayer and in worship. So, Lord, wherever we're at, each one of us, just overwhelm us today. We know that you're with us always, you're sovereign, you're all-powerful, so I just pray over the people. And Lord, if, if there are people in this room that are, that are feeling like, oh, it's the day that I need to repent, or it's the day that I need to forgive, or the day that I need to come before and pray with someone, or, or whatever it is, Lord, I pray that they have courage right now to do that this morning. It might be a reset, or it might be just um, a change or whatever they need, God, I pray it starts right here in this sanctuary and leaves with them and changes throughout their life, Lord. Because life with you is so amazing. So I pray that all of us seek after that each day, Lord. We love you, God. 
And we praise your name. Amen.
Well, we began our pursuit of wisdom a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I pray that, that you have been reading through Proverbs uh, this month and, and, and trying to keep up with uh, some of the Proverbs daily. Um, today we're going, to be in, we're going to be looking in, in chapter 2, but as we have read through chapter 1, as we go into chapter 2, we see that the, the author of the book, uh, King Solomon, is addressing his son, and, and King Solomon is wanting to give his son uh, just some good advice, uh, so some things, to, some wisdom to live by, uh, how to live a godly life, how to live life in this evil world. Uh, that, that, that he was living in, and certainly for us in, in the world that, that we're living in. And so he just wants him to live that, that righteous and, and godly life. And, and we see over an overarching question in, that, in, that, in the book of Proverbs that we saw, we saw in chapter 1 and we'll see in, in chapter 2, and that is, do we choose righteousness or foolishness? Do we choose wisdom or folly. And so throughout this book, throughout uh, last week, last chapter, and the chapter today, and the weeks to come, we're, we're going to talk about how God's wisdom allows us to live the righteous life, a life filled with, with wisdom and not folly, righteousness and not foolishness. So we saw in, in, uh, in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, we saw the, the theme of the book and the purpose of the book. We were shown that, uh, uh, that it's important to listen to your parents, youth, teenagers, kids. It's important to listen to your parents, adults. It's important to listen to your parents. It also warned us of the dangers of, of following after the wrong type people. The people that have a, a bad influence on our life. I made a statement last week, you know, untold number of lives have been wrecked and ruined because people have followed the wrong people down the wrong path, and their life has wound up ruined as a result of it. The chapter concluded by, by pleading and warning us uh, to, to listen to wisdom while it was still available, before our hearts are hardened to it. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 28, it says, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look to me, but I will, they will not find me. It's kind of like Jesus, you know, knocking on the door of your heart. He, he, you hear the, the, the gospel time and time again, and you keep rejecting Christ, rejecting Christ, and rejecting Christ, and ultimately Christ leaves you alone because He understands, He realizes that you don't want Him, you don't want anything to do with Him, and ultimately your heart will be hardened to the gospel. And here, the same thing is our heart can be hardened toward wisdom as well. And so as we move into chapter 2, we'll find the value of seeking wisdom. The value, of the, the benefits of seeking wisdom. In verses 1 through 4, we, 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 we see that the, there's a, a great need for us to, to, to search for wisdom and, and to put great effort into finding God's wisdom for our life. And then through verse 5, through the rest of the chapter, he goes into listing the benefits that will come if we give great search and great effort into finding God's wisdom. Throughout the Bible, there are, 
a lot of promises of God, of course. There are some promises of God that are unconditional. There are other promises of God that are conditional. Uh, many of the promises in, in, in Proverbs are conditional based on what we do, how we act, how we respond. In the first four verses, you've got if, if, if. If you do this, then God will do that. And we find this, the, the, the conditional ifs in verse 1, in verse 3, and in verse 4, and then in verse 5, we find then, then God will do this. If, if, if we do this, then God will do that. And so let's get our, 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 our digging tools out, our, our Bible out, and put our spiritual work clothes on and, and dig into chapter 2 and, and continue our search for this great treasure of wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, in verse 1 he says, again, this is King Solomon talking to his son, wanting to give him wisdom. My son, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you. Well, see, first of all, in, in order for his son to accept Solomon's guidance, he's got to be a humble man. He's got to be a humble person. He's got to be willing to accept the teachings of somebody else. He's got to be willing to accept the advice and the guidance of other people. There's a lot of people in this world that say, I know it all already. <laughs> you probably know some of them. Nobody in here, they're down the road, right? They know it all already. And they, you know, if they don't know it, they know where to get it, and so they're okay without hearing or learning or, or, or gaining wisdom from other people. But, but here, as the son, he's got to be willing to absorb the advice and the, and the guidance of other people. You know, in today's world of technology, we have access to all the world's information right at our fingertips. You know, our, our, our phone is smarter than the computers that put the, 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 the craft on the moon. All in this right here. It's crazy. But yet we still have to be willing to learn from other people. And then it says to, to treasure up the commands, to treasure the commands of wisdom. Again, verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, you, if, if you call out, for insight, and cry out for understanding. You see, we've got to search diligently for wisdom. And that search requires the engagement of, of our ear. We've got to have a, a willingness to hear the wisdom from God's Word, from preachers, teachers, other people in our life. There's got to be an engagement of our heart and that is a willingness to understand what we receive. That means meditating on God's Word. Digging into God's Word and, and trying to understand what it means for our life. And in Psalm 119, verse 97, 
says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all of my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. We've got to have an engagement of of our ears and our heart and also of our mouth. We've got to be willing to cry out to God. We've got to be willing to cry out from the depths of our heart to God for discernment and understanding. It requires us the, the, the diligent and consistent praying for wisdom. In James chapter 1, verse 5, which we looked at last week, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. He's not going to hold it back. It says, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And so we need to be diligently and consistently praying to God, praying, uh, you know, asking for wisdom in prayer and, and, and praying in faith that we're going to receive it. We have to keep asking. We have to be persistent in our prayer and, and never giving up. Always, continually asking for it. Let me ask you this. How much effort do we expend on, on, on material wealth? and toys, and things in our, in our life that we, you know, it's just fun to have or want to have. How much time and effort do we put into, into getting that and, and acquiring all of that? How much time do we put into, into climbing the corporate ladder or, or building our business? Are we pursuing w- wisdom with the same amount of passion and, and energy that we do all of that? You see, wisdom is found with the merging of, of passion and, and humility. There's, there's got to be a passion to find it and then the humility to accept it and to receive it and, and to apply it to our, to our life. There's got to be a, an attitude towards God. I can't do this on my own. I can't, I can't handle this by myself. I need your wisdom, God. I need your knowledge to know how to make it through. To handle this situation, this circumstance. God, I need you. I need your wisdom here, God. Look again at verse 4. It says, if you look for it as for silver, and search for it as for a hidden treasure. If I told you right now that, that, you know, the kids had a, a retreat this weekend and and, and part of their mission was to go and bury a million-dollar treasure out in the ball field. How many of you would go look for it? Just two of you. The rest of you is telling a lie. Because <laughs> I'm going to be down there looking for it too. Okay? Because I know, first of all, those kids can't dig that deep, okay? I'm going to go look for it. A million dollars to change your life on it. There's a story about a, in, in, in 2021, CBS ran a, a, a story called One Chest of Gold, Five Deaths, The Search for Forrest Finn's Treasure. Any of you heard the story before? Maybe some of you. In 2010, this eccentric millionaire, uh, he, he launched a treasure hunt. 
And, and what he did, he announced to the world that, that he had hidden a treasure worth a million dollars in the Rocky Mountains. And, and he laid the treasure hunt out on a, on a 24-line poem. And so you can imagine the, the ruckus that this call, caused, okay? You know, people from all over the world came to the, to the Rockies and began looking for this, for this treasure. You know, for some of them, they became obsessed with it and, and became consumed, all-consuming in their, in their life was finding this treasure. And some were in it for, for finding the treasure. Others were for the treasure that they found. But ultimately, in the midst of all those people coming and looking, five people wound up losing their life. Tragic accidents, heart attacks all in an effort to find this treasure. But the effort and the, the, the energy that they poured into this well, it was crazy. And two, that was in 2010. In 2015, it has still not been found. And the millionaire Finn said, if you can follow the clues in the poem to the treasure chest, you're going to be amazed at what you find. He said, it's not impossible but like I said, you're not going to stumble over it. You have to diligently go to it. Fern said the, the spot he chose was so beautiful that he could imagine it being his final resting place. People began meeting online and, and, and meeting in different places around the Rockies and, and the searchers shared their their passion and began to, to compare their stories and their strategies and their interpretation of the clues, all trying to figure out where this great treasure was. And then the news broke on June the 6th, 2020. Ten years later, when Forrest Finn made the stunning announcement with a very brief post, he said, the treasure has been found. It was found by Jack Stoof. It had not been moved from the spot I hid it ten years ago. And the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. Jack had been searching for, for over two years, and then one day in a Wyoming forest, Jack says he uncovered the chest. He says it, it was almost covered by leaves and debris, but Jack said the, the lid was still visible. He had found the hidden treasure. And indeed, it was filled with the, the millions of dollars worth of artifacts and coins and treasure. Let me ask you this morning, are, are we searching for and, and digging for wisdom with the same tenacity and enthusiasm and energy as all of these people were searching for this treasure? Verse 4 says, if you look for it, if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for a hidden treasure. Solomon said, my son, if you accept my words. He says, my son, if you cry out, my son, if you look for it, if you search for it, then you will find it. In verse 5, we find the, 
in the following verses, we find the, the benefits of searching for wisdom when, when we search with such a zeal as they did for this treasure. If you do, if you do this, verse 5 says then, if you do, if you accept my word, if you cry out to God, if you look for, if you search for, verse 5 says, and then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. We learned earlier that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and the, that knowledge and the wisdom of God is, is, is given to the righteous people. in that you'll have God's divine protection. Verse 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For He guards the course, or He guards the paths, of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. And so he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. How many of you would, would want to know that you have the knowledge of the Lord as your shield, as a divine protection? Amen, I know I would. The wisdom of God gives, gives great understanding and discernment and it will keep you and preserve you. In verse 9 it says, Then... Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. <clears throat> For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will be your guard. You see, as we seek to apply the, the righteousness of God in our life, as we seek to live in right standing before the King of Kings as we seek to align our lives with God's principles, as we begin to seek the wisdom of God, then wisdom will manifest itself in our life. Folks, we're living in a, in a crazy time. We're living in a, in, a, in a corrupt and deceitful world, a world filled with evil and greed and wickedness. And the kingdom of God is at direct opposition to that. So how do we fix the corruption? How do, we, how do we fix the deceit and all that that's going on? It's through wisdom and, and living a righteous life. What are the benefits? What are the benefits of wisdom? What's, what's the value of, of wisdom? Remember last week as, as we looked at the first part of, of chapter 1, the temptation from the sinners, from the evil people. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 10, it says, My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. And drop down to verse 15 and 16, it says, My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their path. For their feet rush to evil, and they are swift to shed blood. My son, don't go along with them. Don't set foot on their path. And we see in verse 12 and following the, all the benefits that Solomon lists here of gaining God's wisdom and, and applying God's wisdom to our life. He says wisdom will save you. Wisdom will save you from, 
from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left a straight path to walk on the dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perversiveness of evil, whose paths are, are crooked and, and who are devious in their ways. Verse 16 says, Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left her partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her path to the spirits of the dead. None who go with her return to attain the path of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the path of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Folks, those are the benefits. That's the goodness of God right there when He shares the goodness of His wisdom with us. And as we read throughout the book of Proverbs, we see the theme of justice and righteousness playing out over and over again. And so when we search for wisdom with all of our heart, we can find it. If we put the effort into it, we'll find that wisdom will deliver us from, from evil men and their wicked ways. It will deliver us from immoral temptations that lead us to destruction. It will enable us to, to live a righteous life and it will empower us to live a blessed life in the eyes of God. So are the benefits of, of wisdom worth the effort of, of finding it and digging for it and, and having it revealed to us? To know God and, and to, to enjoy His provincial, uh, providential care? To have discernment and, and to make moral choices? To avoid the, the sinful temptations in life that are all around us? And to live a blessed life? Is it worth it? You bet it is. You bet it is. Colossians chapter 2 tells us that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus. Matthew 6, Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Jesus preached, Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Folks, wisdom begins by accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Wisdom begins by, by drawing close to the Lord Jesus if we've lost our way. Coming back to Him. God, God says to, to come near to Him and God will come near to you. Folks, our search for wisdom begins with our relationship with Christ. And if our relationship with Christ is on a rocky road, Folks, we need to get back on the right path to cry out to God. Ask for His wisdom. Ask for His guidance. Asking for His direction. Where do you fall in those two categories? Do you know Jesus as your Lord? If not, Jesus says, come today. Today is the day of your salvation. Jesus lived a perfect life and died on the cross and shed His blood for the forgiveness of our sin so that we could have the hope of eternal life. God raised Him from the dead to prove that He was God's Son so that we could have that hope of eternal life. 
Do you know Him as your Lord? Or maybe are you on the rocky path, on the rocky road? Maybe you've gotten off the, onto a dirt road somewhere and trying to find your way back. You know, my, my, my truck needs a front-end alignment right now. And when I take my hands off the wheel, it kind of goes off in a ditch, you know. You see, if we're not focused on God, we take our eyes off of Christ, our life will wind up going off in a ditch, won't it? God will be glad to give you that front end alignment in your life. Where you let go and say, Lord, take me down your path. Where are you today? What is it you need to confess to the Lord? What is it you need to bring to the Lord today? In order that we can honestly begin searching for His wisdom. Can you say, I have decided in my heart, with all of my heart, to follow the Lord Jesus today? As we sing our hymn of invitation, would you pray that in your heart? Would you just spend some time speaking to the Lord, confessing to Him and allowing Him to speak back to you? the message he needs to hear. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we do acknowledge that yes, Lord, you give wisdom generously, but we have to do our part and work for it and look for it and Spend time pursuing it and applying it to our life. Lord, there are people here today, there are people online that don't know you as their Lord. There are people here and online that are questioning their faith, that have gotten away from you, that are not living the life that you want us to live. So, Father, as we sing, as we pray, as we read these words, I have decided to follow Jesus. Lord, let that decision be made within our hearts today. Father, we open up our hearts and ask, Lord, for you to speak into us right now. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me. 
turning back, no turning back, though none go with me, still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, no turning Decided to follow Jesus. Decided.